Welcome back to Fantasy Insanity. We are here for part two of Roster Wars with Andy Mateer. Got it. <laughs> Got it, right? That's All it. right. Yep. Uh, Should have rehearsed that before coming back <laughs> into part two there. But uh, <laughs> let's see here. All right, so we, we part one, we went through a lot of just the league details, which those in and of itself are interesting. We've got, you know, just a couple more league details to kind of hit. And then we're going to get into the really insane part of this league and what separates roster wars from just leagues that have very interesting setups. So before we get into that, once again, Andy, thank you for joining me again. I, I do appreciate it. You know, you're giving up your time to talk about this crazy subject and I, I appreciate it so much. Thanks for having me, man. I really enjoy it. You also have then, so, you know, you've gone through this whole season, you've broken all the ties, you've got your playoff teams pretty much set the the one thing that i really found interesting about uh how you determine your playoff spots is your sixth spot yes uh which then brings up a topic which i tend to rub people wrong about big time but there's leagues that use victory points and i absolutely hate victory points um so Without stepping on anybody's toes, I you know if you love them, you love them by all means. But um, for us, the three winners of our divisions they go to the playoffs. That's three of them. There's six teams in our playoffs. Um, the next two teams are just the best two teams. So you look at their record, then you look at their points. Whoever's in's in. That's five of them. And with our sixth seed, there's two different ways to play this, but we ended up going with. Uh, the best all play record of the teams remaining. And that's determined to be a really good benchmark of who the best team is that has not already been declared into the playoffs. So we track the all play record. Um, the reason I was bashing the uh, victory point setup is that I feel like it accomplishes the same thing without victory points ever really being in the mix. I mean, in the end I've, I've had the debate with plenty of people and, you know, there might be changes if, if you actually took every league out there and you weighed my system versus the, the victory point system. Yes, there might be times where we have a discrepancy on who's getting in and who's not getting in. But ultimately, it's achieving the same thing without, in my opinion, losing the head-to-head -head nature that we all kind of love in whatever. I played one, I played one season with victory points, and because victory points was everything, I mean, I just – ended up going to the website and being like, how many points do I got again? And, you know, I just, it took away from how much I was concentrating or, you know, dialed into the whole matchup I had with somebody. And in the end, I just go there and I got, I got 30 victory points. How many is that guy got? Why does he have, like, I ended up at some point just feeling like it diluted everything for me and I was annoyed with it. And, and again, you know, why did victory points ever get created? It got created because somebody, essentially was whining because they were facing the best opponent. You know what I mean? That week, the highest score, I faced them every week. This sucks. And I totally get that. And that's why we have payouts like we have, first of all. And second of all, this uh, this whole thing takes that away because we've had teams like that. Uh, one of, there's a team in my league called the Steel Cats, and they had a season that was infamous. I mean, he just – he ran into a buzzsaw week after week, and we were laughing about it because it was just absurd. And the whole time, his his score was so good, his all-play score was super high. 
And so what's great is the entire season, you know, at some point it was comical. He was just getting his rear end kicked. And we're all laughing at him, but it was good for him because he was able to sit back and go, it's fine. I know that I'm going to get in on my all-play record. So he had nothing to be frustrated about. And therefore, when we get to the playoffs, what are you whining about? You know what I mean? Like you either get because you have a good record or you won your division, or you're the guy who just for whatever reason, you have a high all-play number and you're getting in on that which then begs the question of the other teams that are not making the main playoff bracket, what do you have to complain about? What exactly, you know, who hosed you? Because that guy made it in and that guy made it in. You know, I would like you to make an argument for why life has treated you so unfair and so is my system that you didn't make it because you're going to have a tough time convincing me. And so in the end, I just feel like that achieves the same thing victory points sets out to achieve and yet – through the entire regular season, we don't talk about victory points. We don't have them. We don't care about them. The, the dynamic stays kind of that head-to-head thing, which I feel is just the better way to go. But Yeah, I, I think both systems work. I've not played in either of those systems. I think victory, victory points is obviously better than just straight head-to-head. And I like the all-play record too. When you When you can literally get a printout of, you know, I, if I played every single team every single week, this is what my record would be versus what the guy next to me, if he played every single team every single week. That, that is a very true comparison of the rosters. So once you have your playoff set, then you've got your six teams in. You guys have a, a very entertaining way of selecting your matchups as well. Uh, this is something that I've, I've started to use in a league I just formed and just talked to somebody the other day about it using, he uses the same format and I think more people need to talk about this and make it more entertaining. So how do you guys determine your playoff matchups? Um, one of my owners, this, I heard about this when I was creating the league in 2011 from one of my owners. Um, it's a call out method and I love it. It's so great. Can't, can't uh, recommend it highly enough to everybody because what happens is when you get to the playoffs, there's, depending on how they work. Our, in ours, there's the first two teams get a bye. Many leagues do that. So that leaves the number three seed, the four, the five, and the six are playing that week. And what we do is the highest seed amongst them, in this case the number three, he gets to call out his opponent between four, five, and six. The reason this is great is that, you know, we've all had leagues where you get the sixth seed, you know, hypothetically they're supposed to be the worst, but that dude might have got a trade in or something. He might have came. He might be on a five week tear and he's scary as hell, and you don't want to face him. And in the old method, the number three seed just got paired up with him and might be running into a buzzsaw that he doesn't want to face. And that doesn't seem like much of a reward considering you earned your way to a three seed. So now we let him choose for himself. And and when that happens, there's two things that are great about it. One, it's a reward for being the higher seed. You should get that. But two, if you call out somebody and then that somebody beats you, we all laugh that much harder because you chose your destiny and it backfired, and we love it. And then when we get to round two, now the number one seed and the number two seed are back in the play, right? Their bye week's passed. So the number one seed gets to call out his opponent, and as somebody found out one year, that one seed got cute and he called out the two seed. He thought, I'll take care of this guy right here right now, and that didn't work out real well for him, and we all laughed even harder. You know, and yeah. so 
you get to control your own fate, and that's how, to me, I mean, honestly, we try to make as much of our game that way as possible, which increases the strategy. You control your fate, and the rest of us sit back and laugh, and that's what it's to be about. The more I'm laughing, the more I'm entertain, uh, I'm enjoying the league. So that's what everything's about, and, um, yeah, it's worked out well. Some people have done it, and it's backfired, and other people have chosen their fate and done well, so. Was that one seed looking at the mat, like player specific matchups and thinking, you know what, I can beat this guy this week, but next week I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to take him out. So I'm going to go ahead and take my shot at him now. Yeah, probably. I there's there's a few things you can look at there. You can look at the matchups. You can look at injuries. You can look at all sorts of things. And then, like I said, the one case we were all laughing. Um, I believe he called him out simply because he thought he'd be harder the next week. So he thought, oh, I'll take my shot here and now because I'm. I'm so such a, a dynamite owner. I'm going to win no matter what. I'll take him out here, and therefore I'll get to play so-and-so next week. Well, then he lost, and then, you know, we all sat back and laughed, and and it was just good time. So he, he should go on to the Internet, click football cliche, and I'm guessing the very first one comes up, take it one week at a time, one game Absolutely. at a time. So Absolutely. The other thing is, is that when you think about it, um, a lot of things in my league are set up where you control your fate. And I have said it a couple times already, but like, I don't want to hear you whine. Mm-hmm. So part of me loves that rule because you call out your opponent. So then when you lose, I don't want to hear that, oh, I got messed over because the six seed makes the three seed. You know, there's some set principle that you couldn't avoid. It's all you. And, and by the way, if you're one of the other ones, if you're the four, the five, the six, what do you whine about? You're get if you get called out by that guy, it's because he's looking at your team and he thinks easy pickings. You know what I mean? So it's all fair. It's it's gotta it's gotta be fun. I'm guessing when that announcement's made, there is anticipation for it. Absolutely, there is. We have a whole call up thread, and and you know people have a deadline or whatever. And when it comes out, you know, yeah, there's a lot of chatter. There's you know some people are like I knew he was gonna call me out or you know whatever. And, and this goes even on and this goes on in the consolation bracket too, you know, and it's not doesn't come with quite as much fanfare or whatever, but uh, it's the same thing. You know, you're you're essentially telling somebody else, hey man, I think your team sucks and I'm gonna kick your rear end this weekend. And <laughs> and then that's great because either you do it and you just back up your stuff, or even funnier, you lose, and we all enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, that that it is entertaining. So you you have a kind of a system involved with your contracts, like you said, where you divvy it up. How do you go about handling cutting a player? Um well there's obviously multiple ways or times during the year that this goes on. Um during the season, if somebody wants to cut a player, um they get charged. We have a make-believe money system in our league uh called Warbucks. And everybody has some. So if you cut a player just because you don't want to look at them anymore, um, you have to pay five war bucks per every year on that guy's contract. So if he's got a four-year contract and you cut him, that's going to cost you 20 war bucks to do so. Um, War bucks are pretty valuable, so people tend not to do that very often. Um, Most often, um, if a player is released from an NFL team, and our service provider, myfantasyleague.com, shows them as a free agent. You're allowed to cut them at no cost, but the website has to indicate that they're a free agent. That's caused arguments over the past because some people say, well, MFL is not exactly 
Johnny on the spot when these things happen, and I just tell them I don't care. Um, they will be when they come back from their most recent update. They will, they will. But then during the year, sometimes MFLs – what happens yeah. is if you get a player release, let's say from the Jaguars, um, they're a free agent. But if they sign with the Giants tomorrow, um, MFL doesn't usually um, – they won't go from Jaguars to free agent to Giants. They'll just go from Jaguars to Giants. And the person in my league will kind of gripe about it. I just say, contact MFL. You know what I mean? If you want them to hurry up and do it. But the only way I can administer it properly is to go by what the system shows. Otherwise, you just get way too many convoluted ways of this could go on. And somebody could pull up some source I've never heard of who God knows where that came from. I'm just, I'm just not going to go down that road. So. Um, that's a free drop if they're uh, a free agent. Um, and then there's just contracts expiring. I don't know if that's necessarily what you want to get into here, but um, there's just multiple ways, you know, and, and you pay for it or it happens through natural causes basically is what it comes down to. Yep. And then you've also got rep- retired players. They would obviously be listed as a, well, they're probably not even listed as a free agent. How do you verify if somebody's a retired uh, that one got argued about, I remember. So I'm not sure what we settled on. I think somebody can now pretty much present me a um, proof here. I'm pulling it up real quick just to double check so I don't say the wrong thing. But uh, player retirement, um, it's defined as they filed papers with the NFL. Um, so if there's any doubt, the best thing is they're they're allowed to present me with a link to something that gives proof that the retirement papers have been filed by the player in question, in which case I'll grant them the release of that player. It's really never come up. I'm sure if it does. I mean, we all are so dialed into the NFL like we are, you know what I mean, that mm-hmm. it's usually not really disputable. I mean, Peyton Manning's retiring. He's retiring, you know what I mean, and we're moving on, so – I mean, only if it was something that there was doubt, I guess, we would hold up. Otherwise, it's just never really going to be too much of a concern. And then there's another type of player that actually came about recently. Um, I Obviously, everybody would know about it, but the fact that you already had this written into your rules, I was very surprised by. You have thought of everything. If a plot player dies, not to get morbid, but, I mean, Will Smith just got shot and killed. And mm-hmm. I, I would imagine he was probably on somebody's roster. Right. Yeah, and that's the goal of bylaws. Everybody's bylaws should be trying to cover everything and anything. And that sadly has come up before. So we had it in there. And uh, our rule simply states that uh, nothing actually occurs in terms of player movement when a player dies. So their status change does not usually occur on MFL. MFL is not going to change that person to a free agent because, honestly, that's kind of cold, you know, considering what happened. I mean, it's not like something occurred here. So MFL is not going to do that. So in the case, um, pretty much the same as uh, the thing about the retirement, it's, you know, if there's any doubt from any of us, you know what I mean, <laughs> present present your case. But, I mean, usually there's no doubt. We have all yeah, heard I, it. I don't somebody... see how anybody could doubt that. <laughs> Exactly. So in the, in the case of it happening, that, that player, you're allowed to release that player um, uh, at no charge or whatever. And uh, to be honest, I mean, we would probably do something graphically on our site to commemorate the player. I mean, all the guys in the NFL are what, what we, uh, we get to enjoy this hobby based on them. So, tri- have, you know, show a tribute to those guys. It's only right. 
Yep. So you've got how you use your Warbucks to get rid of players. How do you go about, you've got a player with an expiring contract coming up. You don't want to lose this players. What do you do? Well, there's multiple things uh, somebody can do. Um, at the end of the season, uh, the contracts all expire or not expire. Uh, they all roll back by one. So if you had a guy on a one-year deal, he's now at zero. Now you have several options, and we've actually added a couple this past season, and it was a great hit. Um, I always like to pull it up so I don't just go off the rails here. So, Yeah, we don't want anybody sourcing this podcast as a as a way to skirt the rules. Right, right. Well, and, and you know, I, I got a lot of ideas for this league from other leagues. So the other thing, too, is if, if anybody's listening to anything I'm saying and they're like, hey, I like that, too, I don't want to lead you the wrong way. Um, that is the goal of this podcast is for people to listen, hear the ideas and go, I like that idea. Never heard that before. I want to do that. Right. Or, or build on it, you know, make it your own. And by the way, by the way, let me know. Cause I, maybe you got a better spin on something. I'd love to learn from you, you know? So, um, the, the five options we have, uh, first one, I guess is the easiest this is a contract extension. So you get to pick one player and you get to add one contract year to their 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 contract in most cases you're going to take a zero year guy and you're going to add one so you can just keep him for another year that's fine the other part to that though is you don't have to do it that way technically you could have jj watt on a three-year deal and say you know what i got a couple guys on a three-year deal and they're all going to expire at the same time and that's going to be a big pain in my butt down the road so i'm going to add a contract year to jj right now i'm going to make his three into a four so that he's not coming off at the same time as, you know, Adrian Peterson and whoever else over here. So you get to just add one year. Um, that's That costs 20 war bucks, and you get to add one year to whoever you want. Um, then we have, you know, I'm going out of order, but then we have a super franchise tag. A super franchise tag costs 100 war bucks. It's a big deal. And when you get when you do that, you get to remove a guy. He, his contract hits zero, and for a hundred war bucks, you're saying I'm not letting any of you vultures touch this guy. He is my guy. He is staying here forever. I'm going to pay a hundred war bucks, and I'm going to give him a whole new contract, and nobody can stop you. So you got that. Um, then the rest of them are all some version of a franchise tag. So you're going to tag them which allows you to get compensated if somebody steals him away from you during our restricted free agency period. Um, there's varying levels of this. The franchise tag itself is a, it costs 50 war bucks. And if somebody steals that player away from you, they have to give you a first round draft pick as compensation. Um, the bidding starts at 51 war bucks because you've paid the 50 up front and you're allowed to match. So, um, it, the bidding pretty much goes from there, but you're already on the hook for the 50 to begin with. If the player, so I, I feel like I'm going to confuse everybody, but if the player gets taken, let's just say you bid 51 on my guy and I choose not to match that. What will happen is you will pay 51 more bucks for the player. You will give me a first round draft pick to compensate for me losing the player. And I will get my 50 back for tagging him because we're not going to get double dipped on the cost. Somebody's paying 51, it's you or it's me. And when it's ended up being you, I get my 50 back. 
That same thing occurs for the transition tag, only it's a second round or a third round or a fourth round. There's versions of it, so you can you can say I'm putting a third round uh, transition tag or I'm putting a fourth round transition tag or whatever it is. Usually ends up being a second, and the same thing occurs. And so you get compensated with the pick, and you get the Warbucks returned to you, and they pay it or whatever. Oftentimes you get to retain the player. And then the one we added this year, which was a lot of fun, uh, I think almost unanimously everybody enjoyed it, which was called a compensation tag. So what we did there was you pay 10 war bucks to compensation tag a guy, and then when he goes up for auction, you are not allowed to bid on it. You are not allowed to defend him. You're not allowed to do anything. All you can do is stand back and watch. And what the print, what the concept behind it was – is that first of all, you paid 10 to do it. So that means you have to assume, oh, sorry, I'm skipping. <laughs> the final price that's paid on a compensation tag player is paid to you. So uh, you're paying 10 to do it. That means if, you, if you're good at math, you need the player to go for more than 10. Otherwise, you lost money. You know what I mean? So you're going to compensation tag a player for 10 bucks and you're going to put him out there, and then you're not allowed to do anything but watch everybody else bid on him, and you're hoping he goes for as much as possible so that you get all that money. Now, in year one, I'd say it was a little light because I think some people were a little too focused on the part where I don't want to give somebody else my money. And so what happened was I think some of the compensation tag players were gotten at a bargain. Yeah, they were gotten at a bargain, and – I don't know who those guys are kidding. Like, would you rather give me 50 Warbucks or would you rather see John over here take the player for 12? Either way, you're not doing so good. I mean, I'm either getting money or John's getting a player at a really good price. So, um, but the main thing about it and the reason I love that rule and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it over the next couple of years is it's supposed to entice you to throw out a big player and not try to retain them. So, if you really want the money, let's just say I had J.J. Watt again. If I really wanted a boatload of money and he was on an expiring deal, I'd go, I'm going to compensation tag this guy. I can't get him back. I'm going to just stand back and watch. Well, dude, everybody in my league would be foaming at the mouth. You know what I mean? Like somebody's going to go all in. I guarantee you. I'm going to get somebody's entire Warbuck bankroll because they're going to go, no way. You know what I mean? That guy's mine. And so, the again, the concept behind it I love, and we'll see how – kind of unfolds over the next couple of years because somebody's going to go, I want some money. I'm going to gamble and throw this player out there and, you know, the market's going to set the price. So it should be fun. And Especially if it's one of the better teams that's got a deep roster and maybe a guy is kind of expendable to them and they would rather have those, those Warbucks to use. So the Warbucks system is definitely interesting. This is, uh, this is next level for sure. Uh, the Warbucks, they're just fun. This is the next issue I want to get into. How exactly do people go about – I mean, it's the currency of your league. How do you go about obtaining this currency? Okay. Um, so every year, the easiest part is we start – every year people get 200. And they get uh, – I'm forgetting the date, but like February 1st, give or take, everybody gets 200. Um, but beyond that – it can vary wildly because we have payouts using Warbucks. So if your player is the best wide receiver that, that season, there's a little payout for that. There's like that for every position and some other stuff. There's payouts for that. Um, 
We also have, um, well, I'll get into that in a minute, but um, you can trade Warbucks, so that's part of it too. I mean, people have different amounts, and if I go to make an offer to somebody, they might want Warbucks really bad. So, you know, I'll, I'll trade my Adrian Peterson and 20 Warbucks for your David Johnson or whatever it might be. Um, so the, the stuff's kind of moving around. It's used for everything. You can win it. You get it. At the beginning of the year, you get 200. And the last one is um, – we have, a, we have a program that gives you more Warbucks based on your activity on our message board. Um, it's pretty low-key in a way. I mean, most of our owners get the full amount. So the maximum you can get is 25 Warbucks, and that's for having – we haven't gotten into this yet, but the credits. You have 625 credits, um, and basically that's based on posting activity. So um, like I said, our owners – it's rare that anybody's under that number. So essentially at the end of the year, almost everybody gets that 25 too. But there's been years where, you know, one guy might get 18, one guy gets 19, and then the rest of us get 25. Just a little something, but it, it's supposed to incentivize you to do what you're supposed to be doing anyway, really. But, um, I had to cap it because if it was uncapped, some of us would be rich. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some of us post a ton and other guys are posting more in line with a normal human being who has a life. So, yeah, that's really it. So then the Warbucks just travel around from there. So you can win them, you can trade them, you can do whatever. They're just they're make believe money in our system. They can't be traded. They can't be cashed out for real money or anything like that. And yeah, you, and you guys have some other games too where you can win them, right? Oh yeah, we have side games. We do uh, we do the NFL pick 'em pool and uh, I'm trying to remember all the games now. Confidence pool. Yeah, the confidence. Games. So this so survivor survivor and the NFL confidence pool or something that MFL provides. Um, so we just play those and and with anything, if we're gonna do it, I want everyone to do it. I want full participation. Um, so we pay out our survivor pool pays out eight places. I mean, there's 24 of us that should be playing, so eight places. You know, pays out some more bucks, and the NFL confidence pool pays out to six places, and that's you know another one where you pick who you think is going to win each week in the NFL, and then you rank them 1 to 16 if there's a full slate or whatever. Um, and then the survey game is something we added last year. One of our members uh, does a survey that we all turn in or whatever, and we just say things like, you know, who do you think will win this division, who will win the conference, and blah, 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 blah. And he scores the whole thing up for us, and uh, we pay out five places for that too. Um and then, yeah, that's pretty much all for that. And, then, you know, what's, we've talked about other side games and stuff. And, you know, it just comes down to, like, what do we want to do? What do we not want to do? And, you know, getting everybody on board. And What's the greatest game? Um, I think the – I personally like the survivor pool. It's kind of nice as a commissioner. I mean, if you want everyone to participate, that one's fairly simple. I mean, it takes two mm-hmm. seconds to enter. And the good news is if, if somebody gets knocked out, they're out. And so then they have nothing to do anyway, so you don't have to fight with them. Um, the NFL confidence pool is a little bit trickier on that level because if somebody's doing lousy, they tend to lose interest, and they have to deal with me when it's week eight and they're not entering their picks, and now I'm getting snotty with them about it because I just hate looking at the report. You know, you go over to look at the NFL confidence pool, and if you see a bunch of zeros because people gave up, I just I get annoyed with it. So in my league, they're going to listen to me gripe about it. So. 
And then uh, week 17 typically is not fantasy related. Not so in your all's league. You guys have something that you run in week 17, correct? Yep. We um, I took this from one of my old leagues, and uh, in the week 17 we do a Pro Bowl. And the way the Pro Bowl works is the winner division gets to make a lineup using players from the other teams in their division. So you have four teams in your division. You got those entire player pools to come up with a team. Um, you have to use two players from each franchise. So you can't look at the stupid sucky team and go, I'm not touching that. You have to use two of them. So you better pick his kicker and, you know, God knows what else. And uh, so they make a team and they report it to one of our members who runs this game. And he keeps track of the whole shebang and reports to us. And at the end, they, you know, so there's six, six teams, there's six divisions. And uh, whichever division wins, uh, there's a 10 Warbuck prize to each team within that division. Um, what's cool about it is, you know, it's something for week 17 to watch or whatever. But the team that wins, and I'll tell you, some people, they're going to confer with each other. He's going to send out an email to the other three owners in his division and go, what do you guys think about starting A.J. Green or whoever? And then you get guys like me, and I go, I won the division, which means you guys all suck, so <laughs> I'm setting it. I'm not asking for your opinion. And I always like that because I'm willing to take the beating if I'm wrong. You know what I mean? So I like the part where I'm kind of giving those guys the finger a little bit, and then inevitably you know I'm going to donk it up, and then I'm going to take a lot of heat for it, and I'm cool with it, so – I just like it. It's something silly and fun. It's one week, whatever. So, it is. It gives you a little, just a little bit of something to do on that week seventeen when most people their league's already over. It should be over. Nobody should be playing a meaningful game in week seventeen. But having it, you know, base it, pull a roster out of four squads, that allows you to at least make sure you're starting a full roster of players that are playing. So, I, I actually like. I really like the uh, the roster wars pro bowl that you guys have in week seventeen. I found that real intriguing and. That's something I might think about instilling. I don't know how to reward it yet uh, in right. some of the leagues I run, but it would it would put a little in, intrigue into Week 17. So that's one that I think I might steal from you. Uh, there, like you said, the Warbucks you can earn them by posting and participating. Activity is key in your league. I've never seen a message board like yours. Uh, it is it is insane. Like you said, you have to cap it. Otherwise, people would get way too much. How how do you set up the credit system and the Warbuck system in regards to the message board? Oh, such a rabbit hole we could go down here. Um, oh yeah. Oh, we're <laughs> we're going down it. That's what this that's what this podcast is totally about. Is going yep. down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yep. Well, in in what has it been? A little over four years now, or five years, whatever it's been. Um, my message board has 148,000 posts between its members. Um, we, it's part of the reason I don't really have a chat set up on my site because we do emphasize the message board thing. So it's very high. We joke about it all the time. The one month in our, in our league will outscore, you know, 10 normal leagues for an entire year. Um, as far as the requirements and the rewarding system, yeah, it ranges quite a bit. We have a, one of our members reports monthly to the posting activity. So we know where everybody's at. There are requirements. Um, and if people are below them, they deal with me. Um, but in a nutshell, people are required to post 30 times a month 
um, which is one per day. It's really what it comes down to, basically. Um, most, you know, that that criteria is set, but it's not really intended to be this whole policing system. It really is set there like, do you think you can do this fairly easily or not? And if it's going to be a struggle for you, then I recommend you don't do it because it's going to only bite you in the butt. Most of my members easily exceed this number. I would say a huge chunk of these people end up with 60 to 120 posts per month. Um, and then there's a couple outliers like me who are well, well, well above that number. Um, but then again, I run the league, so it's not totally fair, but whatever. Um, in the end, the the rewarding system uh, that we talked about earlier, um, you get credits on my site, which is kind of hard to explain a little, not really, but for every post you get a credit, but you also get two credits if you start a new thread. So it's kind of a little emphasis to somebody who's taken the initiative to start a new thread about something, which helps the activity overall. And then we actually have one section, which is exclusive to people who write articles for our league. And they actually get 10 credits for starting a thread there. And it has to be approved by me or whatever, but that's to reward them for doing something that's well above and beyond what the rest of the crowd is doing. Um, so those credits, whether it's one for post or two for starting or 10 for that, in the end of the year, if you have 625 credits, that equals the 25 uh, uh, war bucks that we talked about earlier. And they get that. Pretty much everybody hits that number very easily. Um, i just looking right now. I have 15,600 club credits. So, I mean, I'll never have an issue with that and most of my members are up you know wicked high like that too so um there's all of it set up to again make it like you know you need to you need to post you need to be active on our message board but at the same time i've had a couple run-ins with people about this and they say well this and that and i'm like listen man i honestly you have to set a line in the sand just to have one but my aim is not to have um, dramatic encounters of people repeatedly about the stupid thing. Like it's just there so that you decide whether or not that's for you or not. Most of these people are well over it and we've never discussed posting, you know, as an issue. It's just not an issue. So. So you have people that write, like you said, you know, the post, they start new threads beyond that. You also have league articles. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are the topics on league articles range? I assume these are more extensive than just like, you know, throwing out a little post trying to get something started. Yeah, the articles have to be approved by me, which is really just a one part process because it doesn't it's we have people that kind of do the same ones over and over. Um, during the season, we, we aim to have an article every day of the week, except for the, Monday through Friday. We have an article every day of the week. Um, and then we also like some stuff in the off season. So it might be monthly, it might be, you know, quarterly, that kind of thing. Um, some of the articles that we have, you know, right now we have a, I got a guy who does a, where are they now article, which he goes back and he looks at trades from three years ago and we decide who won or lost. And we just have some banter about it because typically it takes three years oftentimes to see who really won or lost. And you know, what's funny when you go back and look, the overwhelming majority of them are a big, who cares? Didn't matter. Everybody lost. You know what I mean? Like there's not as many juggernauts as you think, but then when you see some, it's pretty funny to go like, what were you thinking? You know, and it starts a little bit of talk. So um, there's that one. Um, 
we've had we've had some offshoots. I recently started something where I, I do a magazine cover and I just make things up and then I tell them it's the magazine cover has um, fake uh, headlines, let's say. And so like one of the um, headlines I did was like hanging out with the roster wars wives or something. And I said, if somebody has an idea, run with it, go write an article that fits that headline, just do it. And so we've had some of those, those have been fun and they can go any which direction. Some of them are absolutely absurd. Um, and then when you get into the season, um, there's monster matchup, which we have, a, we have a guy who that's all he does every once a week on Wednesday, I believe it is. He gives a full preview of a matchup that he thinks is crucial in our league. And he, you know, talks about the offense, the defense from both teams. And in the end, he gives his, his thoughts. And then everybody piles in behind him with comments if they have any. Um, we have a guy that does one about the side games we have, the pools, the, the survivor pool, the, the confidence pool. And he kind of does a, just a little rundown of what's up with that. We have um, we have a guy who does the two-minute drill, and that's on Monday um, or Sunday night. He does the thing, and he covers the whole dynamic of the matchups based on who's left to play Monday night. So he has to get that article up Sunday night, and everybody checks it out and responds to it, whatever. And then, you know, in some cases, he's like, this is over. You know what I mean? This matchup's just a blowout, and there's nothing you could do to stop it. In other cases, it's close, and but, you know, that guy, that's really cool. And he do, he's never not delivered on that article. You know what I mean? And it's such a timely one. He has to hit that Sunday night time frame. It's really impressive. Yeah, uh, that's, that is impressive to get that kind of participation. There's other sites out there that you can tell. They try and, try and capture that, but you can tell it's with a computer-generated process that just pulls a little bit of data and sticks a team name in. And it's so generic it's it's off-putting because it doesn't have any authenticity to it so to be able to get that level of involvement from your owners who are willing to do it and probably enjoy doing it that that is that's a very nice feature Um, Mm -hmm. you definitely have a lot of involvement now people obviously stockpile these warbucks there are some other things that warbucks can be used for as well correct beyond just players um See, I'm, I'm forgetful. I'm trying to think what I else think, they can. Um, I think you use the Warbucks, if I, unless I'm re- remembering incorrectly, I, I love, you know, for like updates to your team and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what, like, every, everything I have to read my own bylaws all the time. And I got to remember is, it. This is work that you have to do, I'm assuming. So. Oh, yeah. It's the work is absurd. Um, Yeah, we have stuff. There's a lot of graphics on my site. And so Warbucks, um, and actually, it's not the Warbucks, actually. I think that's where the confusion oh, okay. was. It's club credits. The club oh, credits, cool. which you obtain for posting and stuff, too. Um, there's a lot of graphics on my site. And so if somebody wants me to change something, they essentially can pay for that using club credits. Club credits you can only obtain through posting activity. And so because I want activity on my site, that's my compensation. You pumped in a ton of activity, therefore I'll do something for you and I'll do this. And there's varying levels of it. So if somebody wants a small tweak all the way up to if somebody wants a full overhaul of their team look and stuff, it's a lot of work and so it costs a lot of credits. And um, we've had one guy do it and he posts a ton like I do and it was just nothing to him. I mean, it's like asking a rich guy for five bucks, you know. And uh, and on other people, like they weren't quite – 
to that threshold and they said, you know, I want to do this. And I go, all right, well, you know, here's where you kind of need to be in order for me to do that for you. And, and it's just, it's just set up so that, you know, the whole thing is set up so that people have to put in what they expect to get out or somewhere in that level. You know what I mean? So that I'm not going to do 10 hours of work for you. If you're bringing nothing for, you know, for the league, that's kind of doesn't work that way. So. Yeah. I, I, I highly recommend everybody go to rosterwars.com just to look at the graphics the amount of time that you put into the design of it i can't even imagine the club i mean and you're you're doing it for the site to get people involved and then they're getting involved so that you will do the work for them it is a great little cycle that works out well there but how much time do you put into you know designing the graphics on the site What's more amazing is I'm married. Yes. <laughs> it really, um, my wife puts up with an absurd level and, and, and more so in the past. I mean, we're, we're kind of where we want to be now with it. So there's still a ton of work, but graphically speaking, it's not as horrific anymore as it used to be. But the number of hours I couldn't even, it's countless. It's, it's, it's not even funny. There was, there was plenty of days where it was well over 10 hours per day for days on end. And um, yeah, it's, and between the, the credits that we talked about in order for someone to change something, and there's actually a little bit of a, they can, they can pay me actually to bridge the gap if they didn't quite, you know what I mean? If they don't think I'll have credits, then they go into kind of the same thing as my side business or whatever. But um at the end of the day, people have asked me about this site and they're like, Oh, what would, you know, what would I have to pay you to do this? I go, you'd have to pay me a ridiculous amount of money because I'd have to quit my job. I mean, I couldn't do mine and yours and not I'd still have a job or a wife or anything else. It's, it's obscene, but in the end, I'm happy with it. And I got it here. It took forever. Um, I have a, there's a, another member of my league. He's good at coding and stuff. So, um, you know, none of it would, really come together without him either. You know what I mean? So I can only make the, the pretty pictures, you know what I mean? And <laughs> he, he's got to make them do what they do. And, you know, I only know some of that stuff. So uh, they are some very pretty pictures. You did mention you use that as a side business, you know, take, take a second, give a plug to your website and let the people know that they can go ahead and hire you to do this. I highly recommend you just based off what I saw. The work is amazing. Sure. Thank you so much. Um, MyFantasyGraphics.com is my site. Um, I do do work for uh, people's leagues and pretty much other stuff too, whatever you whatever you want. If you want a pretty picture, I'll make it pretty. Um, but I do a lot of leagues for other folks. Um, they're typically not roster wars in, in level of detail or whatever, but I've done quite a few leagues. I've done themes. They're fun. I'm working on one right now that's a wrestling theme, so the old uh, – 80s WWF stuff, and it's pretty fun to go down uh, go down the road of remembering, you know, the Ultimate Warrior and players, uh, wrestlers from back in the day. Um, but yeah, I always, I'm just a big advocate for make your league your league. You know what I mean? It should look like it, right? And you know, I just for me, it's otherwise it looks like a bank receipt. If they all look the same, I'm just not as into it. I mean, so yeah, your league has a unique look that definitely I have not seen matched anywhere. Um, I, I will throw a little plug in for Justin Spears' website. He does have you listed on the resource guide. So if you want to save a little bit of money, 
while getting some work done for your league, go to commissiontalk.com, go to the resource guide and click through that website and you will get uh, some some graphics for a little bit of a discount. And Absolutely. they're gonna turn they're gonna turn out fantastic. I mean, it, it really is the work that you put into it is amazing. So, so people can use these uh, the credits. My bad on that. I was a uh, little I was up a little late last night as I was preparing for this, <laughs> so may have confused some things. Uh, so the credits they can be used to upgrade your team's appearance. Mm -hmm. Can every team upgrade their own team appearance at once, or is there somebody that's prevented? Um, well, there's one guy that's prevented just because he's done so awfully at running his team that I don't think we should be focused on his, his graphics or anything. I think we should all be focused on his team. Um, so the worst place, uh, owner, he gets the shame and we can talk about that in a minute. Um, so there's one owner who's been shamed into what we call pink. And when they are pink, they're not allowed to do anything. Um, the rest of us can do it. Uh, I caught one. One thing you said is, can they all do it at once? No, I'm one human being. If all these guys hit me up to change their graphics at once, they would all be told to go fly a kite. Um, <laughs> we fit it in here and there when we can, and it usually has to fit my schedule, but it's never really been a problem. Um, so, do you want to get into the pink? Oh yeah, let's 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 target this pink team. What happens to the pink team? Uh, the pink team has to has to be shamed. Um, if you have the worst record for the season, you earn pink in my league. Um, that was my idea a few years back. I used it on another league too, and I just – I like that. I want to laugh. Part of the league is to have laughs, and who else should you make fun of but the guy who sucks the most? So what we do in, in our league is whoever has the worst record – and if they're tied for record, lowest points too, so literally the lowest of the low, they earn pink. And what, what I do with them is I change all of their colors to pink and purple and white or whatever, like as girly a colors as I can get. Um, and we also have a little fun with their name. Um, we, we should note here, you do have females in the league. <laughs> Oh yeah, so, we, we, it's not anything against females. There, there's no, no, no. It, it, we've had we have a few things going on, and it's it's kind of you know tough too because uh, we do girly it up. Um, I would say, well, we should be a little bit of a warning too to my site. It's not exactly PG rated. You know, it's it's there's cursing a plenty, and uh, and I would say like there's homophobic type stuff with the pink, and you know, it's kind of based on who the owner is. I mean. We obviously have nothing against, you know, gay rights and all that sort of stuff, or even girls, you know what I mean? We, we're cool with whatever, but it's just about giving the guy a hard time for whatever, you know. And so what we tend to do is we, we, we pink it up, and based on what their normal name is and their normal logo is, we play off of that, and we try to come up with something that is relative and shames them, you know what I mean? We don't just go with random nothing. Um, for instance, the guy right now – that has it his team name is the freak show and so what we came up with there was something that i'm not going to say it's inappropriate but <laughs> uh, it ends up with show <laughs> at the end of it and so um but what we did was i would say it's um feces related and so his logo is actually the um the guy from 
uh, Ghostbusters 2, if you know that logo. And he's brown, so he looks like feces. And so the symbolism behind that one and the reason that I went with that for a logo is the, the two that he's holding up with his hands is representative of this owner being in his second tour of pink. You know oh what I mean? So that's why the, that applies so well to him. He was pink the first year, uh, or he earned it the first year. And and he's got some My Little Ponies on there, and he's got some other feces-related things on there. Um, the guy that had it last year. And, oh, by the way, they gotta they got to wear the pink for one complete year. So they get it on January 1st, and they rock it through December 31st, and then they pray with all that they have in them that somebody else will do worse than them next year so that this can end and they can get their colors back and somebody else can endure the punishment. Um, last year, um, the team that had it was the Degenerates, and I guess uh, it's fair to say that their team name was changed from Degenerates to the Vag of Degenerates, and the logo was somewhat uh, fitting for that name. And, it's I, you know, in the end, it's like, you know, that whole year, it's pretty tough for that person to come talk uh, smack on the message board because at the end, everybody could just go, yeah, but I'm not pink or I'm not this or I'm not that. So um, it's a long year for that person. And ironic, you know, it's funny because this guy's got that, you know, the two symbol for his second tour. Well, I remember when he lost it the first time, he celebrated big time and, you know, but here he is again. So he must not have gotten enough. So. Uh, yeah, the 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 pink team is that you, you guys definitely uh, put a put a good amount of level of effort into the shaming of that team. It, uh, you know, it's got to be entertaining and it's all done in, in good fun, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that makes things entertaining. There should be punishments just like there should be rewards when you do something. Well, you get rewarded when you when you're just bad. You got to have an entertaining punishment. That is entertaining punishments are are fun in fantasy football so it's got to be a part of it um all right we're gonna go ahead and end this part of the uh roster war series right there thank you andy for joining me you can follow him on twitter look him up he is at my fantasy graphics he is at roster wars i should say he's also at the agent 575 you can interact with me at Empire FFL. We have one more, uh, one more episode in the Roster War series. Clearly, this league called for way more than just one episode. So, hopefully, you're enjoying the series format. We've got one more until we complete the Roster Wars, and we'll move on to the next subject. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah.